Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and this is episode 58, and this is The Wrestling Show. And I'm going to talk about WWE Network being purchased by the Peacock, and going on that exclusively, New Japan beginnings in Nagoya, Raw, SmackDown, a little bit of Impact, and AEW. Not in any particular order. So, stay tuned. Peacock has purchased the WWE Network. A lot of fans didn't see this coming, but this is a Nick Khan deal. He took over for George Barrios and uh, Michelle Wilson when they were fired, I believe last year, at the beginning of last year. And now what has happened is that I think they're seeing that the WWE Network has kind of gone as far as it can go, and they're going to switch, well, now they're switching it over to Peacock. So in order to get all the the content from WWE Network, you need to go to Peacock. Now the good news is they're still going to have the pay-per-views and everything. They're not um, making you pay more for the pay-per-views, which was the fear a lot of us felt, because that was the ESPN deal that they were trying to get done at the beginning of last year with um, ESPN trying to go the UFC route. I I don't think people are going to pay $60 for WWE pay-per-views. They're not good enough, in my opinion. That is my opinion. But so Peacock is, in March, going to switch, WWE Network is going to switch over to the Peacock Network. So all that content is supposed to be pushed straight over to the Peacock Network. Now, I was going to get the Peacock Network, but when I saw that they didn't have everything up, which was like, they didn't have the office yet, they did not have, um, they did not have... I can't remember the SNL. They had some of SNL, but they only had like the seasons, like the past four or five seasons. So I was like, when are they going to put all that up? Now, I think they've put all that back up and they're up to date and you have all the seasons of SNL, which is what I want to see. And I'm hoping that's what it's going to be. And now they do have the office that started at the beginning of the year and they have extras and stuff. So what's going to happen in March is that the WWE Network, people, uh, subscribers from the WWE Network are going to go on to the $5 tier for Peacock, which is the, the, which is Peacock, but it has commercials. So you have to pay $10 for everything without commercials, which is the same amount as WWE Network. So I'm going to definitely do that so I can have that. But Supposedly, they're going to switch all the content over. Everything that's on the WWE Network is supposed to switch right over to Peacock on day one. Now, whether they do that or not, I, I'm skeptical. But because for, for me, I like to go back and watch the old Raws and you know old NWA stuff. And I'm like, are they going to put all that up? Or are they just going to put stuff up from 2020 to 2021? Are they going to take stuff off? I mean, supposedly everything's supposed to be on there, and it's just going to be, this will be the hub for WWE. And we're going to have the pay-per-views on there. Now, some people are skeptical 
and upset because um, there's a little button on uh, WWE Network when you when you put it in to start live. Like if you if you are um, not starting all the way from the the beginning, like if you came in late, say you're watching something else and you came in at like you know. 8.15, you would have an option to go and watch it from the beginning. They don't have that option. So I'm nervous about that. Are they going to are, are they going to have that? Is, is WWE Network, is Peacock going to have like a WWE Network, you know, like a, the streaming channel where they just play things? Which I like. I don't think WWE ever took advantage of that. Because you could have had like 8 o'clock Raw, 9 o'clock SmackDown, this... They just played the same thing over and over. I don't know who did the programming for that, but it just it never amounted to what it could have been. And to me, looking back at the WWE Network, it it's always a thing of what could have been because they never really used it to the capabilities that it could have been. I always wanted them to give us like the option to create playlists and you could watch, you know, like five Raws so you could watch the whole feud, but they never went that route. They kind of just went the basic route, and it just never really went. So, so basically, with that, you know, they, you never got. Um, I don't know. They they just never used it the way I, I wanted it to be used. Um, they they started putting old stuff, but now they kind of stopped putting old stuff, and it's like just sporadically here and there. It used to be monthly, and you were getting like you know twenty, you know forty episodes, and now it's like now you get ten. Now they put the wrestling challenge. That's the latest thing they put on there, but it's like they still don't have all the heat. They still don't have all the velocity. I mean, these are things that should have just been pushed right over. So hopefully, with this new uh, company with with NBC, they're going to push for more content so that they can have everything. Because WWE just you know, like always with WWE, they just kind of stop doing it. So I'm excited about that. I mean, we're going to have a different you know. I, I as I said, I don't like the fact that they were putting commercials on there. Even after I'm paying $10, they didn't take the commercials off. They were like putting these little random things. Those better be off because now we have a place to complain to, and that's NBC, and they're going to hear the complaints and probably change it. So I like this. This is more like um, having to deal with Disney as opposed to dealing with Vince McMahon's crew who just, I don't feel like they care enough about older content, and they don't really care about curating the, the fans to what we want. They just kind of wanted to do a basic thing, and it's like everything. So that's what I've got to say about the WWE Network going over to Peacock, and uh, I'm excited about that, and we shall see. When I come back, I'm going to talk about New Japan. New Japan, New Beginnings, in Nagoya. I just watched this. I thought this was a great show. Well, I don't know. I take that back. It wasn't a great show, but it was a good show. You know, if you want some solid wrestling, this is the show for you. Um, the, some of the matches that they had on there was um, the Neverweight Open Championship, uh, a no-DQ match, and a, the Great Okan versus Tenzan. So let's talk about uh, Great Okan versus Tenzan. 
Great Okan wins, so Tenzan can no longer use the Mongolian chop. Uh, I, I think that's going to be hard for Tenzan, but it was a pretty good match. I, I thought it was good. Uh, the next match we had was um, the no-DQ match with Will Ospreay defeating Kojima. And this was a nice, hard-hitting brawl. It shows, you know, the versatility of Will Ospreay. I think he's going to have, as I said before, an amazing year. And Kojima was, like, right there with him. And they, you know, pulled out all the stops. And they brought out a ladder. So maybe this is going to lead to a ladder match between Will Ospreay and Kojima. Um, but Will Ospreay defeated him with the uh, Stormbreaker. And... Uh, yeah, we just continue on that road. Now, the next match that I want to talk about is the Never Openweight Championship, which is um, Shingo versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And this was a 35-minute 35 35-minute 35 classic. Really good stuff all around. I mean, Tanahashi is just an amazing performer, and he continues to show it. As he gets older, you would think that he would have to slow down. He has slowed down considerably, but he's found a way to still be great. And to do this 35-minute match with Shingo, who's kind of at the top of his game, um, the Jeff Cobb match at, at Wrestle Kingdom was amazing, and here he is now with Tanahashi. Now Tanahashi defeats Tim Shingo, so this is the first time uh, Tanahashi has become the never-open-weight champion. And I think it's a good it's a good choice because now he can, you know, mix it with like guys like Jeff Cobb and, you know, the great Okan. At the end of the show, uh, as he was, you know, as he was doing his promo, Great Okan attacked him. So it looks like Great Okan will be challenging Tanahashi for the Neverweight uh, championship in the near future. But I just thought this was a fantastic match. This was you know, Tanahashi at his best. When you have him close the show, that man knows no limits. He'll find a way to get it. You know, he did the high fly flow twice. You know, it, it was it was Tanahashi at his best. And this is the way he can be used. I think giving him like a secondary championship to work with other guys is a great way to still use him as opposed to just like phasing him out and just having him lose all the time. I'd like to see him have this championship, have it for a long time, and, you know, maybe Jeff Cobb is the one who defeats him. I can't wait to see what uh, the matches with uh, Jeff Cobb and, and Tanahashi will be. Uh, Great Okan, that, uh, I thought it was an okay match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but this is a chance to see what um, what they can do. So I thought this was a, I thought this was a great show. If if you want to you know see some really good wrestling, go go watch this. Uh, AEW uh, Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood. This match showed that Jungle Boy is going to be a star. Now we all knew he was going to be a star, but now we're seeing the glimpses of it. And Jungle Boy gets a win over Dax Harwood. Really good match. The the uh, the song Tarzan Boy is really getting over. The crowd is singing it. I love it. It adds to the presentation for him. And then afterwards, they did the angle with um, FTR where they, they handcuffed um, Luchasaurus and they cut off his horns and they beat down they beat down Jungle Boy. So that's cool. We got a nice little feud here with uh, FTR versus um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, 
Marco Stunt came out to kind of uh, help him out along with other guys. As I've said, I don't really like the Marco Stunt pairing. I just think he detracts from a great team. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy should be their own thing. I thought this was I thought this was great. I'm very excited to see where this um, where this goes. Uh, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers versus the Dark Order. Good match, you know, just kind of setting up, you know, how the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers are kind of, you know, this team is starting to come along, and they they won. And then we had uh, the, we had John Moxley coming out and attacking them, and then Kenny Omega came out and he got hit with a paradigm shift. So, as I said, I believe they're leading to uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, the rematch at, at Revolution. I really enjoyed the Sting and Darby Allen little promo that they did, where they started like bashing uh, the glass in back of them. It was it was kind of it was kind of cool. I I thought this was a great show overall. I don't really have anything bad to say. I I wouldn't say it was um, amazing. I think uh, next week will be the amazing show. Uh, Cody cut a promo, and it's going to be Jade. He said he wants to face uh, you know Shaq with Jade Cargill versus. Um, Jade Cargill and Shaq versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet, who looks kind of like Brandy Rhodes. So it's kind of a nice little replacement. I like that. I thought that was a good choice overall. Uh, John Moxley cut a promo on here. I thought that was a great promo. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to, say, I don't have anything to say about it. Uh, the Miro promo uh, promoting uh, Beach Blast is going to be really good because we got the wedding next week. This is the show to not miss. This is the show that's going to be like a pay-per-view. I'm probably going to talk about it in its entirety because it's going to feel like a pay-per-view. So I'm excited. Once again, AEW, they continue to... I like that they're building each show to build to a bigger dynamite as opposed to just always building to the pay-per-view. So we've got this show building to Dynamite, which Dynamite will bring us to the pay-per-view AEW Revolution March 7th, which it looks like that that um, time frame is not going to change. Impact, it was an okay show. I didn't really like this show, but uh, Trey Miguel returns. Uh, the main event was Swan and Dreamer and Willie Mack and Trey Miguel versus Moose and Sammy Callahan and Shamrock and Chris Bay. 12-minute match, good stuff overall. I didn't really care that much. Uh, no Surrender, looks like it's going to be... No Surrender is going to be Rich Swan versus Tommy Dreamer. I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Is this a is this a pay per view? Apparent okay. It's apparently it's going to be on Impact Plus. I think that's a mistake, but I think they're looking at Slammiversary being the show where Kenny Omega and Rich Swan uh, face each other. Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer and Willie Mack and Trey Miguel they won in twelve minute match. So that's all I've got really to say about uh, Impact. And when we come back, I will talk about. WWE.
Let's talk about WWE. So Drew McIntyre and Goldberg had a nice little confrontation. I like that. I thought that was good. It built to the pay-per-view. It makes Goldberg a serious contender. But then they brought out Miz and Morrison, and they turned it into a clown show again, which I just I, I don't want to see Miz cash in the money in the bank. I don't see who's what champion he could beat that anyone is going to care. No one wants to see this. Uh, the other great thing on this show was Edge's monologue or promo. It kind of felt like a monologue. He was just kind of talking to the camera. He talked about how he wants to win the Royal Rumble so he can reclaim the title that he never lost. Even though the World Heavyweight Championship is no longer actually there anymore. So I guess it's a... But you get what he means. He wants to win the big belt and main event WrestleMania. So that's cool. It gives him a, a little bit of a, of a path. And I, he did say in interviews that he wants to face Drew McIntyre, so that could be where they're going, Drew McIntyre versus Edge at WrestleMania. Or uh, it could be Edge versus Orton as well. You know, a lot of different things they could do here. Um, but yeah, I like that. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus uh, Asuka. Mm, okay, f match. Uh, but So they did not put the title on uh, Bliss. Instead, uh, Randy Orton showed up and RKO'd her, and he had, like, burns on his face, so I like that he's still selling that. He didn't have the mask on, but he had burns on his face, and it's, like, really red, and he RKO'd Alexa Bliss, and so she did not win the, uh, the Raw Women's Championship. So it looks like The Fiend is probably returning at the Royal Rumble. So those are the things I liked. The things I don't like... Miz on my TV. I don't like him. He just bores me. I don't take him as a serious threat, and I think he just he hurts the flow of the show because they seem to use him as a, as a crutch. Same way they kind of use Cena in some ways. It's like, ah, throw those guys in there. It's like, yeah, if they're not good promos, I don't care. They're not building to a match, so why should I care? Uh, Charlotte Flair feud with her father and Lacey Evans, I could care less. This is just horrible. Lacey Evans just, uh, I, I like, I, it's good she's getting a little rub out of this, but nobody wants to boo Flair, and Charlotte Flair comes off as unlikable here. Charlotte fa faced uh, Shanna Baszler. This was an okay match that ended up turning into a three-way and then they messed up that with the count out, so they had to restart that match. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I think is missing in WWE. Logic. There's no logic. There's no point. There's no reason or rhyme for what they're doing. So I can't really get into anything that they're doing. It doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't make me happy. It just... It's always restart, match, this, that. It's something messed up. There's no anything there. Uh, the bad characters. I don't like the way they're using Riddle. They're not letting him be. He's an amazing wrestler, and you're turning him into a goof. Uh, AJ Styles faced uh, R-Truth. Why? 
that's so beneath him. It, it just it, it, this felt like such a throwaway show. I thought they were going to bring back the fiend. They did not. So it just just a show. It didn't do anything for me. Now let's talk about SmackDown. This was a much better show. It opens with uh, Daniel Bryan cutting a promo. He's interrupted by AJ Styles. But the thing I liked that Daniel Bryan did before AJ Styles came up is he really emphasized how important it is for him to win the Royal Rumble. He gave that emphasis to it, as opposed to just, you know, it being another match. This this is the be-all, end-all for it. So he cares, so I care. Daniel Bryan is just amazing. And we had AJ Styles come out with Almos, and they attacked him. He pushed him down, and then uh, Daniel Bryan challenged him to a match. I like that. Uh, the next thing I liked was Bailey versus Bianca Belair. Uh, pretty good match, and uh, Bianca Belair uh, wins with the KOD. So they're building her up. I think she could possibly win the Royal Rumble, or Rhea Ripley is winning the Royal Rumble. I think those are the two people to go, or they could shock us all and go with Ronda Rousey, but I don't know. We haven't. Who knows? That could happen. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, and Roman Reigns had their confrontation through cameras, and Kevin Owens cut an amazing promo talking about how he's doing it for his family and everything. And the, the thing that's sad is that this is going to be such a forgotten feud that no one's going to ever remember, and he's got all this passion and emotion, and it's going to lead to nothing because nobody thinks he's going to actually win the title from Roman Reigns. So it just seems so meaningless. But I really liked uh, the Kevin Owens uh, promo. Uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, great match until it ends in a DQ, as usual, and it leads to nothing. Uh, Big E had a gremlin sweater on. I popped for that, and I even sent him a thing on Twitter saying, thank you for the gremlin sweater. It's so cool. It's like a nice little Christmas sweater, but it but it's gremlins. Uh, the next thing that happened that was important on this show was Braun Strowman returned. So he'll be in the Royal Rumble, and I guess he's back from indefinite suspension. And he threw around a bunch of guys, and he was he kind of had like the Brock Lesnar kind of feel, which who knows he might be showing up. Then we uh, the things I didn't like the six man that became an eight man after Daniel Bryan and and AJ became a DQ. Sheamus ends up winning this match. I didn't want to see that because. Uh, Sami Zayn interferes. It's like, no, I don't want to see that. Uh, Corbin versus Dominic. I don't care about Corbin. He bores me. And Dominic is inexperienced. He needs to be in NXT working hard so he can move up. But the more and more I see him, the more and more I'm like, oh, it's Ray Jr. <laughs> Which is what he used to be called. It's Ray Mysterio Jr. But no, he's Dominic Mysterio. It just, ugh, it was awful. Corbin wins, so he just keeps losing. It's typical WWE booking. Uh, the thing I don't like about this show, wasting angles, wasting things. Like I said, Dominic, AJ and Daniel Bryan leading to nothing. It's just a bunch of false finishes, and it doesn't go anywhere. So that's what I got to say about those shows. Um, I like Roman Reigns' character. The only thing is, I don't know where it's going. Where is Roman Reigns supposed to be going as a character? It doesn't feel like anything. So those are my thoughts on SmackDown. Uh, as for the Royal Rumble, I'm going with Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan's winning. Roman Reigns will win. I don't know. Maybe Goldberg wins. Drew 
probably retains. They could give it to Goldberg. I think that's a mistake, but that probably is what's going to happen. Is Goldberg is probably going to win. I just have this feeling for some reason. Uh, I think Bianca Belair is going to win the the Royal Rumble, unless Rhea Ripley shows up and they want to catapult her to the top, which they should, then she'll win. Uh, as for the other matches, no one really even knows those matches. Oh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka versus um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Nia Jax continues to be a sloppy worker. I, I wish she would work on her technique. She's going to hurt somebody. She already has hurt somebody. I'm not trying to put a bunch of negative water on here, but I don't know what to say about her. So that match, I think Charlotte and Asuka retain. So that's the Royal Rumble. I'm going to go in depth on that show. There will be a whole show dedicated to that. And yes, I want to say thank you for listening. As always, you can find me on my handle, at Justin Yards. And I will see you next time on the D. M. F.